0: try and uh, and pattern our lives ultimately after the pattern of Christ. And on Inner Man Radio, we really want to be able to step up into that into that role. But I find it's really helpful to be able to have someone who's sometimes a little bit more tangible than uh, than Jesus in the scriptures to be able to follow those footsteps. Paul was such a guy for Timothy and Titus and uh, and Jeff is one of those guys. He's got some leadership ability. I really appreciate Jeff because he is a dear brother in Christ, and I've gotten to know him several years over um, some interactions with the church that he leads now in Lancaster, Ohio. And I'm really excited to have him on today for the program. Jeff, how are you today?
1: Mark,
2: I'm doing well, and I just want to say thank you to both uh, you and Jason for having me on. I'm excited to, to be able to sit down and, and talk about a few things in Christ.
3: Our
0: pleasure. Jeff, what impresses me is is where you've come from. Let me make sure that I've got this correct, okay? So so you stop me, but if my memory is correct, uh, Jeff, you and Shelley came out of a denominational background. Is that right? That's
2: correct. Um, we were a part of a Methodist church back in 2002 and uh, really didn't know Adam from Eve uh, for the most part. I was just trying to be a part of a local congregation and, and do something positive. That's about where I had religion at.
0: Sure, and and you may not have known Adam from Eve, but my understanding is that at some point you met a man named Jim Derry.
2: That's that's correct. was ah. really, uh, Jim, Jim, that set the kind of the standard of really how we were going to pattern ourselves after the New Testament church, and that was to go make disciples. And I was fortunate to be in the crosshairs of uh, when Jim was starting his ministry and and the and the assembly here, and so I was. I was lucky. I was blessed to be able to have him as my teacher uh, teaching me really from from the ground up uh, all of the principles and, and the precepts of, of the Bible. And he spent hours and hours with me. And
0: so yeah, you fortunate. know, Jim is another guy that I, I Jason, I think we should yeah. have Jim on at, at at some point. I think he would be a, he would be a, a great encouragement to the, to the guys, but, but uh, you know what? What Jim worked there in Lancaster to do? Uh, you worked with him just about from the very beginning, and you know at some point you guys were converted to Christ, and that mm-hmm. really became for you. I mean that was that was the real deal. And so you know I know a little bit, but give us some background here on um, what what made you flip the switch? Why did you say you know just getting something positive? going from that to being all in for Christianity.
2: Sure. And I'll I'll take you back to the initial beginning of when when I started doing Bible study and and I'll be honest in this respect that I I can't say that I had that I took initiative to learn the Bible, but when the question was posed, would you like to study the Bible? I said yes, I think out of just being polite. <laughs> wow. so Good in... So, you know, the origin of that was to sit down and really open up the Bible. And what I really learned quickly is I didn't know a whole lot. Okay. You know, Jim made it in such a way that it, um, it he instilled in me a desire to learn, and he was patient with me. And so through those first few months, I kind of caught fire, and I saw that um, some of the things that we were going through that I was— um, I would say short in regards to what the scriptures were asking every man to do. So I got on a quest, and and uh, you know, seven months later, uh, Jim was uh, labored with me through the plan of salvation and and proof that the Bible's the word of God. And I uh, I decided to to be immersed into Christ and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And from that day forward, uh, it was about three months later, and this just. It was to show you how smart my wife is. It only took her two weeks.
1: Is that right? <laughs>
2: so yeah, so, she was extremely uh, um, quick to connect the dots. And so uh, once and uh, once her and I um, were a part of the body of Christ here in Lancaster, it really did change our life. And and I know that from 2000 and uh, it would have been 2002 that. Uh, our life has never been the same and, and we're thankful for all of the changes that have come along the way because they've been great changes
0: yeah now jeff uh, you have you have two children now, at what point did they arrive in this in this progression?
2: yeah, and that's a great question, Mark, because Savannah was um uh, three years old, and Jack was just um, a newborn and so, as I'm going through this um, initial phase of Trying to figure out what's truth and what's not truth, I, I realized too that I had a bigger responsibility when I looked at my two children, and yeah. so I wanted to get it figured out um, so that I could be, I guess, responsible for their souls also. And so yeah, they, they were quite young.
0: Yeah, and, and you took responsibility not only for them, but uh, in the years that followed, the church in Lancaster made the sacrifice and the commitment to begin a Christian school. And at some point early yeah. on you decided to get involved in that. Why?
2: Well I'm gonna yeah, you know what? Um Jim is I don't know if you know Jim Berry's background, but he used to be a, a salesman. Uh-huh. And Jim is probably one of the greatest salesmen that you'll ever encounter. Really? And okay. he's yeah, he, he sold me on the fact that, that I could run the school. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'll be honest. <laughs> I was I was scared to death um, uh-huh. um, to be able to start this Christian school, but again he was patient with me and he uh, he instilled some confidence, knowing that uh, once we got it off the ground and I got my feet wet and got things settled, that things would take off. And sure enough, uh, Christ was uh, also along for the ride in that respect, and and he covered my mistakes where my intents were good. So.
3: Jeff, in that process, how many years after you had become a Christian was it that you you uh, started uh, involvement with the Christian school and even running it?
2: Yeah. If my memory serves me correct, Jason, um, Savannah would have been three, so it would have been two years in the process um, of getting to that point. And so I was tur- still very young in the faith.
0: <laughs> yeah, young, naive, and perfect for yeah, running yeah, the yeah, school, right? Just the right? That's just the exactly job. what we want. <laughs> uh, Jim knows how to pick them. <clears throat> so if if my memory is correct here, Jeff, in order to make that happen, because uh, the school was not a paid position, uh, that mm-hmm. meant you had to make some pretty serious changes, not only to your schedule, uh, but also your lifestyle in order to follow through with that priority. If uh, I, I'm sure I'm gonna miss a few here, but I know that uh, I mean I know it took your wife Shelly had to come away from uh, her practice uh, partially mm-hmm. in order to um, in order to kind of administrate and do the uh, do the behind yeah. the the scenes things while you were the mm-hmm. one really boots on the ground, in the kids' offices and uh, teaching math every morning. In in, a, in addition yeah. to that, now uh, there was uh, you've worked a, a a whole collection of odd jobs in the meantime uh, to make ends meet. The ones that 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 i know of that I'm aware of are uh, I know you worked FedEx for a while. I
3: That's know uh,
0: yeah I know that uh, that off and on, you've uh, you've worked in uh, doing some contracting, and uh, yeah. and and then. While all this was going on, you were getting your online degree as well.
1: That's correct. Yes.
0: Yeah. Did, did I miss any there? Yeah. Is that?
2: No, and that's that's fairly accurate. And you know, for the most part, when we first started uh, financially, uh, we did well. And then when we we prioritized our life, Shelley cut back in her practice and really focused more on. Earning an income, but being a mother, too. Uh And that was important to her, and it was important to me. So in order to make that happen, um, just as you said, had to pick up some odd jobs and different things for health insurances and for those reasons. But, uh, you know, along the way, I think every um, person that is involved in the ministry in some form or fashion, I know you have done the same work as long as Luke and... uh, Mr. Wilson has had to do something outside of the box in order to get things moving and keep them moving. And uh, I've always looked to those examples, uh, such as you guys, to know that it could be done. So I, I kind of drew from your guys' example to to be encouraged to do
0: that. Well, was there ever was there ever a moment for you when when you – I guess it's that gut check moment when, you know, when – Maybe you or, or you and Shelley sit down at the kitchen table and, and you kind of look each other in the eye and, and you, you know, are are, are we going to do this? Are are we going for this? Did, did you have that that moment or were you just full in from the start and it just followed naturally that this is the next thing in line?
2: Yeah, you know what? Probably to be a good example for others to to see that you're putting the kingdom first.
0: Well, I don't think anybody can certainly fault your example. I mean... Jeff, when it comes to guys who are, who are, who who are doing what you're doing, um, you know, if if you guys are hearing this this broadcast, Jeff is the real deal. He's he's the real thing. Um, the way the Bible describes an evangelist, um, I mean, you can tell from the things that that they did. And this is, you know, it it sounds quick on a on a on a short interview we can go through in 10 minutes what took 10 years mm-hmm. to, to right. complete. I mean, this is a, this is really a, a much larger process. And so in the course of that time, you know, you've proven not only to yourself, but you've proven to those around you that this means something to you and you're really mm-hmm. committed to following through and getting the job done regardless of, of, of what that takes. So, the latest development for you as of um, really this last fall is the uh, is taking on the responsibilities of leading the congregation in Lancaster as their evangelist what what's going through yeah. your mind as you move to that next step?
2: Well I know it's the right step to make mark and and it's something that Mr. Gary and I have spoken about. Um, off and on for probably the last six to eight years, and I think the planning and the timing was was really um, perfect in the sense that he was, you know, he felt that he was at a point and, and that I was at a point uh, and able to step in and really lead the congregation and, and be confident in that respect. So, um, you, you know... I, I can say that maybe there is a little apprehension on my part. I think anytime you start sure. something yeah. new, um, that you're always maybe praying a little more than than what you normally would have, um, to to make sure that uh, you have the wisdom to be able to handle the personal relationships and to be able to give the kind of wisdom that that people are, are looking for to to lead them. So uh, it's been a it's been a great blessing for me in respect of. Just being able to see this come full circle, and and to have the congregation get in uh-huh. behind you and really start working, and, and it's been a, a really good thing.
0: Uh, that is that's awesome. That that happened in was that September? That was August first. August first. Okay. August first. Um, yes. S- six months ago. Uh, hmm. So you've got you've so you've got all these things on your plate right now. You've got you're the evangelist at the church in Lancaster. You're 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 the 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 principal of the Christian school. You're a dad. You're you're a husband. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got you got all these Mm -hmm. things going on. How does how does Jeff McGraw at the end of the day prioritize? How do you keep all of those things in the air at the same time? Uh, Let me get my pen ready here. Right. Yeah. We're taking. And speak slowly.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, that's uh, that's a good question. I think that's a fair question and. I think for right now, I'm I'm prioritizing to make sure that um, that obviously the body's needs are met, and uh, you know when you when you're teaching and giving lessons on Wednesdays and Sundays that you want to make sure that the lessons are such that that the saints are deserving of your best. So you want to make sure you do your part and preparing those lessons, and then. School is really probably the, I would say, the easiest time during the day. I think you would understand that too, Mark, that once you're around <laughs> casework work and, and you've been there, done that, it seems like old hat. For, so you, you've seen one one uh, question. You've probably seen them all, uh, even though I do cringe when the chemistry paces do come up from time to time. Wait, wait, wait which ones for those? Uh, what was that? Uh, chemistry. Which, oh, oh, chemistry.
0: chemistry. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, no. yeah. So,
2: yeah, I I start running for the door when I see the kid coming.
1: <laughs>
0: they just need a little more or, time you know, to like, work on it. You know, you know yeah, I think you're going to get this in, in a few more times. Yeah, yeah. And I think you'll get this one. <laughs> yeah. What would Pastor and do, I, I, do? I,
2: I always use the uh, same wisdom that your mother said one time, Mark, and that oh boy. all of the information oh. that you'll ever need is inside that case. And so I have to use that from time to time. And and these uh, kids that come up want to take a few shortcuts and so she I said, just direct them back to the pace
0: and, oh in the, in the pace oh in thing. the pace. All right, yes. I thought there was a yes. secret case somewhere yeah, uh, that I didn't have and I've all been going without the answers all piece. this time. But mom and mom knew about it and didn't tell me, but she told Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the secret case. So,
2: uh, I don't know. I don't know, Mark, if you've ever heard that those words from your mom uh, in your youth, but I, I use them still yet today.
0: Well, you know what, so. mom is good for pithy wisdom. And I thought when you when you when you started that out, I thought, oh, I know what's coming, because mom has a great line that she used on me more than that one. She said, "Cheer up, kid. The worst is yet to come." Oh. And I, and I thought that's what she had imparted to you that had given you such strength no. all these
3: years. <laughs> Jeff, when you're talking about uh, leading the school and that kind of thing, um, I mean, there's a lot of responsibility there, and um, watching Mark do what he does with the school that he, he's involved in and hearing what you do, um, and Mark asked you about prioritizing these things, you're involved in kids' lives on a daily basis, how has that mm-hmm. changed you from, or has it changed you being involved with, with uh, the youth and, and seeing them um, come up through the system as opposed to just being involved with your own kids?
2: Yeah, uh, probably being around children kids for the last uh, 14 years, what I've found out is uh, I have a lot of leeway with kids in regards to them trying to figure life out through the eyes of their parents or through your eyes or through somebody else's eyes, and you know they, they don't have all the answers, and sometimes they're looking for answers. And I I need to make sure that I'm not too judgmental along the way that I come to a quick decision and I miss a teaching opportunity to help a kid out when when really uh, maybe they've already gotten the worst of it at home from a parent or mm-hmm. from somebody that's already judged them, and all they're looking for is a pat on the back to tell them that you know that they can do it or you know, that they're going to get through something. So I'm pretty patient with kids, and I'm not very quick to react to, to a wrong, unless it's been done over and over. And over. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> do,
0: do you find some of those things that you, uh, that you see in school, do you find yourself slipping into school mode when you're doing individual Bible studies with people?
2: I, um, you know what, there's a line that comes out of uh, Jay Wilson's uh, it's one of the study booklets called The uh, the Church, um, uh, the, the Body of Christ. And he has a line that I always remember that as an evangelist, um, which really you're teaching in the same respect and in giving instruction, that you have to have great patience. And it takes men um, a long time to change. And so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I do find that with Bible studies, and I find myself being a lot more patient, um, knowing that it's going to take a while for people to connect the dots to make some of the changes
0: in their life.
3: Jeff, what do you, what do you think the biggest challenge you face in doing what you do right now? What's the biggest challenge you face? And then, and then besides,
0: besides chemistry, besides,
3: and then also we'll follow that up yeah. with with with. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the biggest challenge facing other men uh, in the church is right now? But we'll start with you. How about that?
2: Okay. Biggest challenge I would say at this point would be time. Um, I think during the school year, you know, you're on the hook from seven in the morning till three in the afternoon. And by the time you get home and grab a bite to eat and you're out the door, you're going to do a few studies. Um, and by the time you get home, there's probably three nights I'm spoken for until 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's only going to increase in time. So how how do I guard my time to make sure that, you know, I think you asked a previous question, how do I prioritize that right. I don't neglect yeah. some of the things around me, such as my beautiful wife of yeah. 20 years that we've been mm-hmm. married, and or de- neglect the time that maybe I have a few more years to... Uh, knock a few burrs off of my son's character and, and polish him up as before we send him out the door. So those are some of the challenges that I that I face. Is just uh, time is the biggest one. And in regards to the second... If you have a follow, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: No, you, you're on it.
2: Okay. And the second question would be in regards to the challenges that I see in men. Right. Um, I, I would say this. Um, just in the last, uh, six to seven months that I've been the evangelist and even watching the dynamics of our own congregation, that, uh, it seems like the economy has played, um, uh, it's been challenging for men uh, to be able to provide in in a way and still be able to, um, be present, uh, you know, when the doors are open. Uh I see, um, that being a challenge right now for some families just to, to maintain some type of consistency uh, as far as uh, their presence at, at the assembly and, and the Bible studies. And, you know, sometimes when work calls, it calls, and, and you right. have to be obligated, you know. So.
3: From a societal standpoint, Jeff, I mean, that actually, your answer um, caught me off guard just a little bit, um, and I didn't even think about that, but that, I mean, that's— That's ground level, boots on the ground, real life happening. You know, I mean, people putting Mm -hmm. putting food on the table and and yet trying to be faithful to the assembly. Do you do you see any trends um, with regard to spiritual battles for for men in the church that you think we should be aware of things that we should be on top of things that if you were to reach out to the men of this audience and say, men, here's one thing. As a leader in your home, as a, as, as a Christian father, husband, here's one thing I would really encourage you to do, or here's one thing I would look mm-hmm. out for, or here's – what would be the nugget you would give to the audience?
2: Yeah, and I'm going to give my age away a little bit. Um, I'll be 49 years old uh, in May, and so maybe my generation, uh, we were not uh, involved so much in technology. But I find, yeah. as far as a trend, that the next generation is going to have to uh, really be uh, spiritually strong in uh, understanding and recognizing the traps of social media. Yeah, and I, I believe there's so many little things out within you know the the ebb and flow of social media that uh, that men are just going to have to be aware and and understand that. Social media is just not necessarily about talking to your friends and catching up and and posting this or that about your family. But you know, there, there's some traps out there, and I think uh, men overall have to be wary of uh, just that that outlet and understand that uh, Satan will use anything to be able to to snag a you know a few weary soldiers along the way that uh, maybe were not
3: looking at things properly on a, a less serious note um and i had to throw this in here i heard that you i heard that you're good at, at paintball he's pretty good pretty good but it's pretty s- good someone says you're not as good as mark miller <laughs> jeff do you want the
2: uh the, the unbridled version yes of, <laughs> of the yes we want, the un-
3: un- we want the unbridled <laughs> un- we want the because un- i think i've been biased a little bit by mark's telling <laughs> of, of the story here uh we we need the truth
0: Yeah, yeah, the truth. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we need—the truth.
2: Yeah. But the question is, can you handle the truth? That's (laughs) for your audience. They're going to find out things about Mark Miller that they've never. Okay. (laughs) The truth. So So the the quick story is this, um, and this is as close as I can get to in detail because it's been a lot of years. But we were playing this this uh, battle of paintball that was East versus West, and and paint was splattering everywhere. And I had this antique gun that these <laughs> guys from the West gave me that had no, it, I, I think they pulled table. it off the shelf.
3: And they, and they knew it was, so they knew it was antique. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. yeah,
2: It, it, it was a self feeding deal that it made this real high pitch. So you couldn't hide. It just gave you away. But long story short, me and Mark turned the corner and we squared off, but the problem is he—he he kind of put his hands up as if I give. But Aww. it could have been—it it could have been interpreted as "Don't shoot, I'm on your team." So it, there was a fine line, and I'm going to give Mark the benefit of the doubt. Don't. But well, I had my now. chance. <laughs> yes. So, so you- in the end, I got splattered with paint, and Mark walked away in no. victory.
3: Oh. Yeah, and he was probably laughing under his breath or even out loud as he did it, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. I'm and watching him right that's... now. He's, he's gloating. Mark is
2: That was the first time that I really understand uh, understood what it meant to be uh, shrewd as a snake.
3: So...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all the time well, we boy. have for today. <laughs> no, keep going. This is good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jeff, one last question before we let you go, and we really appreciate you taking yep. time out, and and uh, thanks, Shelly, too, for uh, letting you do this, especially on <clears throat> Valentine's yeah. Day. You know, so we didn't even think about that till later. Um, but anyway, thank you. One one more question for you here. Um, what would you see as the biggest opportunity? for uh, Christian men today? We we talk about the challenges. We talk about the the hurdles. We talk about things to look out for. But where do you see the biggest opportunity for us today in in fulfilling our mission as Christian men?
2: Mm, That's a great question. Uh, I pause just thinking about a, a few things. The greatest opportunity, I think, that men in general, if you're talking about families, is the example that they can set by putting the kingdom first. And I heard a great message Mark did years ago about um, about setting the example for your families, and I've never forgotten it, that any time that you're going to substitute something for the kingdom, you've painted a picture in their mind, their head, of really what's important to you, and you've kind of created a, a different standard than the one that maybe... Um, maybe that uh, you've uh, at least believed or or was taught. And so when we're talking about putting the kingdom first, I think if you can relay that to your family to to let them know that God is more important than anything in your life and that they could be a part of that along the way, that that in itself uh, is probably the greatest thing that you can ever do as far as a testimony to your family. Uh, in regards to the kingdom,
0: we couldn't have asked for a no. better answer than that. Yeah. Jeff, just really want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time with us this evening. Um, you know I personally I'm encouraged just by hearing your story and yeah. and being able to chat with you. Um, uh, you in my mind, buddy, you really are the real deal, and uh, i I'm just I'm thankful that I get to know you and uh, that in the kingdom of God, we get to rub elbows with uh, with guys like you, and really thank you for yeah. bringing what you brought to uh, uh, to the guys for Inner Man Radio tonight. I think that's going to be super encouraging for the folks out there who don't know you, don't know your story, um, but uh, maybe can get to know you better over the Lancaster Family Camp in uh, over Memorial Day weekend. That's coming up. Yeah, which is uh, just a yep. few months out, yep. and uh, definitely worth definitely worth uh, being there and spending the weekend. With the saints from uh, from Ohio and beyond, uh, Jeff, really thank you so much. Really love you guys, and uh, just so grateful to uh, be able to work alongside you. Thanks for being a part of Interman Radio. Thanks, Jeff.
2: Yes. Hey, Jason, Mark, thank you. It's been a pleasure, and Mark, I'll see you
0: in a few months. I can't wait, man. <clears throat> hey, tell okay, Shelley no. that we that we said hello, and I I hope we didn't interfere with uh, with any plans that you had for this <laughs> evening. But uh, <clears throat> but we're thankful that we got to anyway. Yes.
2: Yes, sir. Hey, it is a pleasure again. Thank you very much.
0: All right. All right. Goodbye, Jeff.
2: Bye-bye. Okay.